When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone is having a great week. We are not too far away from Christmas. It is hard to believe that this crazy year is almost coming to an end. Again, uh, if you are still have not put together your goals and objectives for your business and personal life, there is still time. Feel free to reach out to us here at Sustainable Success at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. We'd be happy to take a look at what you're working on to provide any suggestions, insight, and direction. And again, if you are new to Sustainable Success, uh, in addition to finding us here at the Voice America Influencers channel, you could also find us on iTunes and Spotify and also our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There you'll find many of the great guests that we've had on over the years sharing their words of wisdoms, insights to help you not only scale your business, but also enhance your well-being and your personal life to the next level. Today's show is being brought to you today by Empowered Fathers in Action, or EFA Movement. They are an org- a 501c3 organization dedicated to help strengthen interdependent family structures, to help families grow from codependency to interdependency, help their children to shift them to more uh, higher levels of self-confidence and self-esteem as they grow into adults. This organization is doing great things. Check them out at efamovement.org. That's efamovement.org. So we got a great show for you today. Today we're going to be talking about think big. So whatever that may mean to you, that can be in terms of how you take care of yourself, looking at the bigger picture, your business, your brand, uh, anything, innovation, anything that, that is important to you. And we have a great guest today, and her name is, her name is Dr. Sheila Nazarian. She is a board-certified plastic surgeon with a private practice in Beverly Hills. She has a master's in medical management degree from the Marshall School of Business at USC. She has served as an assistant professor in the Division of Plastic Surgery at the University of Southern California. She is the founder of Nazarian Plastic Surgery Spa 26, the Skin Spa e-commerce site, and the Nazarian Institute, where she brings thought leaders to teach business owners in the luxury space to think big. That's branding, innovation, and growth. Uh, and in addition to that, she is a major influencer in the digital space. So you could find her on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and so on. So we encourage you to connect with uh, Dr. Sheila, which she'll be sharing her contact information here later today. And without further ado, we welcome Dr. Sheila Nazarian to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Chris. Hi, everyone. How are you guys all doing? <laughs> Great. Well, we so were so to excited have to have you. Yeah, we yeah, are so excited so to have much. you. So and happy well, Hanukkah you know, to all the listeners. It's the first night of Hanukkah tonight. So That's right. Yeah. Like, God, I mean, it's just amazing <laughs> like how quick it, <laughs> the holidays just I know. My kids were saying up. the same thing today. They were like, what are we getting? <laughs> it's been a rough year. What do we get? <laughs> well, it, it, it definitely is going to be a different uh, holiday season for sure. We know, I know this will be the first holiday that I think I'm just going to be with my wife and my son. And I think that's about it. it we're not doing in the extended family thing because of COVID, but uh, should yeah, be, 
interesting. <laughs> yeah, same thing. They asked me yesterday, where are we going? I'm like, nowhere, our kitchen. <laughs> That's it. Not much travel going so, yeah, on. I mean, I mean, so, Dr. Oh, Sheila, I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, th- when you talk about think big, you know, that can, that can apply yeah. to a lot of different things. And we have a lot of influencers here, you know, uh, that listen mm-hmm. to Sustainable Success and obviously being part of the Voice America Influencers Channel. Talk about your, you know, from your view, what think big is and, you know, why people should be thinking big, whatever that means to them. You know what it is? It's been such a journey. And I think, you know, I'm a Persian Jewish woman, the first generation. I came from Iran when I was about seven and a half years old. Didn't speak the language, was an ESL. You know, we basically came with nothing. Uh, but we had a good life in Iran. But because of the revolution, you know, we basically left it all to move here. So I think from a young age, I just knew what a huge opportunity I was given to be in this country and to you know, be able to be in a place where I wasn't discriminated against for my religion, um, and it was just merit-based, and I could rise to the top. And I never took that for granted. Um, you know, growing up, I was very nerdy, had a mustache, you know, <laughs> hairy Persian girl. My mom wouldn't let me shave. So I was just really <laughs> super focused on my studies. And um, my father was a physician. I just knew that I wanted to kind of do that. But I was very artsy, and I was very math-oriented, and I always loved business, you know. But I think what happens when you're given the opportunity to get into a plastic surgery program, which there's only like 75 spots in the country, whereas like there might be 75 internal medicine spots in one hospital, you know what I mean? So just to get in that spot, you're, you're sort of taught this and told, okay, you can only be this. You will die with a scalpel in your hand and nothing else. And if you try to shift or pivot a little bit away from that and sort of become, you know, all of you, it's very much looked down upon. So it's kind of been a challenge and a journey to kind of get to the place where I allowed myself to think big. Um, you know, in, in between general surgery and, and plastic surgery, I'd already had two, two kids in general surgery. I went to the business school and really just kind of was amongst people who thought similarly um, and were business-oriented, and they were physicians as well. We had the CMO of NASA in my class. I mean, it was just fantastic. Wow. And then I did my three years of plastic surgery. I had another kid in, in, in those three years, so graduated at the age of 33, three kids, a business degree, and um, no one knew who the heck I was. <laughs> so I, I you know, took to Instagram and Facebook, uh, Facebook first, then Instagram, and just sort of was myself. And I've always been that way. You know, I was always like, this is my story. This is my struggle. This is my journey. And, um, and this is what I do. And this is my aesthetic, you know, natural results always. And if you look like an alien or you want to look like an alien, don't come to me, things like that. And just being kind of funny and authentic to me. And little by little, you know, the Instagram started growing. I was getting a lot of um, TV interviews. I've never had a PR company, you know, never had, yeah. you know, we had one PR company help us with our conference, which I'll get to. But coming sure. up, it was just sort of being on YouTube. You know, in the beginning when you, I wasn't that busy, I just made a lot of content, a lot of like educational content. What's the difference between a mini tummy tuck and a full tummy tuck? What's the difference between a breast lift and a breast reduction? Just like little FAQs. And that got me to the first page of Google because Google owns YouTube. So this was probably seven years ago. And two years out of residency, I was on the first page of Google in Beverly Hills, which is like, 
there's 31 plastic surgeons just in my building. Okay. Um, and th- that's where also kind of became my media resume. So little by little that grew. Um, I tried out for, you know, to make a few of my, my own shows. Those last year we did get, um, signed with Netflix and we had our Netflix show launch in July called Skin Decision, oh, uh, um, which was, you know, kind of right smack in the middle of the pandemic. Everybody was home, and we just got a ton of success with that. That led to a lot of growing pains. We had to get a call center. I mean, it's just been kind of every year has been so different and, and uh, such a massive growth from the year before. That, you know, starting four years ago, I realized, like, I have to, you know, kind of share this with other physicians because they don't teach us this stuff. Yeah. So I started my own conference, and I called it Think Big, and the big stands for branding, innovation, and growth. And it kind of evolved. This is going to be our fourth year coming up in January. It will be virtual because of COVID, but also because of the show. We're in every country in the world except for two. So we have a huge international reach now, so we thought if we make it virtual and on-demand that we can just reach a lot more people. We have an insane lineup, and we always have had an insane lineup. Like, we had Chris Jenner keynote last year. We've had Bethany Frankel keynote. We've had Tamara Mellon, the co-founder of Jimmy Choo's keynote. So, and this year, you know, we have uh, Dave Logan, who is the author of Tribal Leadership. Not sure if you, I'm sure you know that book. Yeah, I've heard but, I saw um, your website, we'll yeah. Yeah, so it's it's just been it's been great and it's kind of evolved into something really interesting and exactly what you said when you introduced this show is the first day is really about business and branding. It's about how to prevent your employee employee theft. It's about how to define your brand, how to um, you know, improve SEO on your website design, things like that. The second day is really about, all right, you know how to do all these things now because we talked to you yesterday, but what about you is holding you back? Is it perfectionism? Is it what are my colleagues going to say about me? Is it, oh, the lighting in that video wasn't perfect or I had a hair out of place, so I'm not going to put it out there. You know, so it's really digging deep and looking in, in, internally because we all have to go through this. All of us who are, you know, in a larger space or professionals have to kind of care about what other people think about us. But it's really about freeing yourself from that a bit um, and not taking yourself too seriously and just being authentic to you and really getting your story out there on the second day. And in the last two years, each year, we've had one or two people anonymously reach out and say, I was suicidal, and this conference saved my life. So, I mean, wow. it has just warped into something so much bigger than we had ever hoped and dreamed for. And every year, we just learn more, and it gets better and better. So that'll be coming up in January, and the website link for that is NazarianInstitute.org. And that one is, uh, it's a nonprofit as well. So it's kind of our way of giving back. And, um, you know, it's really great for anyone in the luxury space. But because I am in the aesthetic world, we get a lot of aesthetic people coming. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that's wonderful what you're doing, you know, and I can relate to that uh, a lot just because what I do as an executive coach, you know, teaching business owners how to become trusted advisors in their business. It's more of why you do what you do, not what you do. And you have to build that level of influence in conjunction with your business. Mm-hmm. So I love what you're doing there. And and you're right, like especially when you look at doctors, dentists, chiropractors, I mean it could be, you know, other mm-hmm. businesses as well, but a lot of times they don't teach this in medical Nothing. school. Yeah. And it's also like kind of considered dirty. 
You yeah. know, like, ew, why are you talking about money? So when, you know, the yeah. residents come from USC, the plastic surgery residents, we talk money. We're like, this is a business. I know I'm a doctor, but I also employ, you know, X number of people. And if this business doesn't do well, I'm going to have to let them go. A lot of people, yeah. you know, depend on us. And that was something else. I mean, that just, you know, goes into something else that I learned during the pandemic. I mean, I learned so much during the pandemic, but yeah. really that idea of pivoting and shifting, um, you know, we've had an e-commerce site called the Skin Spots, kind of like the violet gray of medical grade skincare. So we want our skincare products to be, you know, tested in a lab and actually have before and afters and science showing that they work. We don't just say here, rub this, you know, good smelling canola oil on you and, and be, be on your way. So we've had that website for quite a while. I've just been so busy in my plastic surgery practice that I really didn't have time to nurture it. So when we were shut down for two months and I wasn't able to see patients in person, I spent 16 hours a day, you know, 18 hours a day at my desk at home working on our e-commerce site and really getting it functional and improving the user experience and learning that new language. And because of that, our sales went up online a thousand percent. I didn't have to fire anyone. And, you know, I decided every year I'm going to quarantine for a month. <laughs> I'm going to do that because if you don't do that, <laughs> Mandatory and you don't put the energy... <laughs> Yeah, if you, don't, if you don't put the energy into other businesses and really take that time to focus, they don't grow. It's kind of like a baby. You know, you've got you to feed it for it to grow. And so, I've, you know, middle of February to middle of March, I'm not going to be seeing patients and just working on our e-commerce site and really learning to code and learning to, you know, make that user experience even better and better. So it's just been really wonderful to be able to have that online aspect of our business as well as a backup. Um, and also, I mean, that is going to take over because that's the only part of my business that's scalable. My mm-hmm. time in the operating room is not scalable. I'm limited. You know, we brought on a couple other physicians this year, but really it's the, the e-commerce sites that are completely scalable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and the way things are, the way, you know, with, the, you know, this whole COVID experience, I mean, more and more people are going to be using digital, you know, may, you know, matter if things get back to somewhat normal, it's just, it's going oh, to be 100%. a way of life. And, and it seems like you've adapted very well and, and, and been able to, you know, not only, you know, you can, you do what you, what you do in terms of your, you know, being a plastic surgeon, but, but also, you know, offering certain things online and different ways to engage you know, your clients. And you know what's interesting patients. too, Chris? Like before the pandemic, if I were to get on my Instagram and I was like, oh, you know, I like these skincare products or like this is my morning regimen or here's how you can DIY microneedling at home or like whatever it was, I felt kind of like a used car salesman beforehand, you yeah. know? But I, I was listening to somebody else speak and they were saying, you know what? If you are selling something that helps people, that's a blessing. And I just realized during the pandemic, like, these people have been coming to my office to treat a problem. If we don't continue treating them, they're going to, you know, backtrack. They're going to, you know, lose track of where they, where they were headed. And so if I don't post these things, they're, they're not going to look as good and they're not going to feel as good when they look in the mirror. So I started posting all this stuff and people were like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Thanks for offering these things. Thanks for teaching us. And that was a huge one of the just like one of the thousand learning lessons from the pandemic uh, was, you know, don't be afraid to sell things if it helps people because they will they will be grateful. Oh, absolutely. It, it's like you're not doing something to them. You're doing something for them, you know, and it, it's right. a good thing. And, yeah. you know, and you got to create that value like you did. And, you know, talk a little bit about we have about, you know, three and a half minutes to the first break. 
I, I wanted mm-hmm. to get your take in, you know, because you've done, you've built such a fabulous brand, you know, on Instagram, you know, Facebook and so on. You know, talk about the importance of the conssistency with either contextual oh content, <laughs> pictures, <laughs> whatever, so whatever how you, you connect talk. with your audience. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just did my talk for uh, Think Big, our conference, and consistency was like on every single slide when it comes to branding. <laughs> it's just so funny you say that because I was like, that's like the one word that was just prominent, authenticity and consistency. So, you know, yeah, you can't put something out there like, oh, I'm a luxury brand. They walk in and your, you know, office is a dump and, you know, the trash cans are spilling over and your staff are wearing Uggs and Metallica t-shirts, you know, like you have to stay consistent (laughs) across the brand and really deliver what you promised. And I get that from my patients all the time. I'll be doing like a wake surgery on them or something and I'll be talking to them. They're like, you know what? Everything you said you would do, you did. And that is part of the, you know, customer experience and patients are customers, you know? Um, So no, consistency is absolutely key. And then the other thing, even beyond that, that I love, I love to tell people is don't put something out there that you don't want to attract. So I don't do big breasts, for example. My yeah. hashtag is the small breast queen. We always do just supernatural breasts. And I have people flying in from all over the world to get a natural breast augmentation. Every plastic surgeon does breast augmentation. It's our bread and butter. But because I branded myself the small breast queen, people trust that I'm not going to give them these massive unnatural yeah. looking breasts and they will fly out even though there's 20 plastic surgeons right next door to them they will fly out to LA because they know what they're going to get you don't have to you know do everything and be everyone's doctor the cool thing too is when you when I branded myself small breast queen all my patients are soul cyclers and athletes and all my before and after pictures look ridiculous because they all have six packs you <laughs> know So, and it's also safe for surgery. I sleep well at night and I know I'm going to get a great result every single time. So I think also a key thing is don't put out there what you don't want to, what you don't want to attract. I don't want to attract narcissistic, crazy people who want 800 CC implants. That's, those are not my people. So I'm not going to put that out there. No, absolutely. And you made a great point, you know, you know, as a, as a, as an influencer, a trusted advisor and, and I, this is what I, I love what you just said is that you're never going to be everything for everyone, but you're always going to be something for someone in this case, more than one person. But you, you, like I said, the small, small size breasts, there is a market and pe- there are people that want that or people. So they know that you're the go-to person for that, that could help them. So no matter where they are, they know they they want to get it done right. They're going to make the trip wherever exactly. they're coming from. Yep. Yep. Wow. Exactly. And that's what's happened. And it's insane. Before I put that out there, I was doing, you know, a certain number of breast dogs a year. Now that I've yep. put that out there, probably 10 times more breast dogs than yeah. I was doing before. Wow. Well, we're going to have to go to break. This is wonderful. Well, I, you know, Dr. Sheila, what you're sharing here, because, you know, it's so spot on to a lot of things that we believe in here at Sustainable Success about influencers. And I can't wait to hear more from you here in the second segment of the show. Again, uh, you're listening to Dr. Sheila Nazarian. Again, she's a board-certified plastic surgeon. She also runs a, uh, a uh, institute, the Nazarian Institute. They have a, a conference called Think Big. Again, you might want to check that out, again, if you are an influencer. And again, we'll be right back here after the break. What is balance? 
It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to sustainable success. Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us again, we are talking about the topic of Think Big. We are with Dr. Sheila Nazarian. Again, she is a board-certified plastic surgeon with a private practice in Beverly Hills. Again, she also was the founder of not only the Nazarian Plastic Surgery, but also the Nazarian Institute, where they bring thought leaders to teach business owners in the luxury space to think big. Again, if you, uh, you know, you can listen to this show in its entirety later today. It'll be on demand. So feel free to catch up if you missed the first segment. A lot of great information that she had shared, uh, but definitely you can catch up with that a little bit later today. So Dr. Sheila, when we look at what we were talking about, Think Big, and we were talking about, you know, branding, you know, growth, you know, we were talking a little bit about social media. Let's let's talk a little bit more about how why social media growth is so important when you're looking to scale a business, but but also you have to scale you. You know, you have to build. You know, you got to scale your own personal brand with your business as well. Can we talk about that from your perspective? Hundred percent. I mean, in the first segment, you were talking about what's your why. You know, in the medical yeah. world, we all start out with a why of helping people. We all do, and then you start to get a little jaded because you're working eighty hours a week <laughs> in a hospital, and no one ever says thank you. So, um, you know, all of our whys are pretty much the same. So, I think the what is more important. And when I mean what, is what is makes you different. What is your story? Everyone has a story, and and storytelling is so powerful. You can literally make people cry with a story. You can make people laugh with a story. You can get make people high with a story, you know? So I think telling your story and being open to doing that is so important for your brand. Uh, and that's the easiest way, I think, to get a loyal following is to get people who are touched by your story and when they and are inspired by you or feel something when they follow you. You know, when it was... Um, 
COVID, not only did I go through all my you know, credit card statements and I was like, why am I paying Adobe three times a month for the last three years when I don't use that service? I also did the same thing on Instagram. You know, I went through and I did a purge. I said, whoever doesn't inspire me that I'm following, I'm going to unfollow them because I want to be inspired. I'm not just here to grow my business. I actually use this you know, platform and I, I also want to be inspired. So I kind of went through and, and did that, but I think that's, what, that's why people follow my main page. I have six Instagram handles now, one for each part of my business. Uh, so there's like a surgical one where it's all gross and we call those followers the surgery sickos because they'll literally watch everything. That one's called the model surgeon. We have a spot, spot 26 official, which is our spa Instagram. We have the skin spot, which is our e-commerce site. We have think big, which is our conference and then skin decision Netflix, which is um, behind the scenes of our Netflix show. So we have all of these different, you know, Instagrams. And the reason why I did that, by the way, is I always go into a business with an exit strategy strategy. So you want to Whoa. have a separate Instagram for your each each one of your entities so that one day if you do decide to sell it off, you'll say and by the way it has 250,000 followers on Instagram. Here you go. Mm. <laughs> so I that, think that you made you made reason. a great point about exit strategy. I, that's something I I do for a lot of my clients and a lot of people don't think mm-hmm. about doing exit strategies. They think about it at the last minute. <laughs> yep. No, I th- I think about it at the first minute. So <laughs> So um, anyways, going back to, you know, growing on Instagram, I, I truly believe that Instagram is social, you know, and I always teach other doctors, if you walk into a cocktail party with your before and afters book and pictures of your office, no one's going to want to be your friend. No one's going to want to talk to you. They're like, hi, my name is Dr. Nazarian. Here's a before and after. Here's a before and after. Like, nobody wants that. They want to know you, you know, just like as if you were at a, co- at a cocktail party. That's how I approach my Instagram. I, I talk about things I'm really thinking about, um, even if they're slightly scandalous. Um, I talk about my morning skincare regimen. I talk about my kids. I talk about challenges of being a working mom. I talk about fashion, love fashion. I talk about the new car I got, like I'll, I'll, you know, do that, all that American dream stuff. Um, cause that's really me. Uh, and by the time people get to do a virtual consult with me, they already know I'm their surgeon. They're just sort of checking the box. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important. The other thing, the importance of, you know, having a digital, uh, presence, two things, I think it's reputation management. So if someone goes on my Yelp and writes this like insane one star review, my followers aren't going to believe it. They're going to be like, that guy's crazy because I'm controlling my reputation online. Mm. Um, and if you don't have a, a digital presence, you're letting those review sites be your, be your digital presence. And that's dangerous. So that's, that's a huge reason. Um, the other one is just that building of the trust. Like patients will come in, they'll be like, I've been following you for two or three years. And I had a patient call in from Utah, Salt Lake City. That's the number one plastic surgery city in the country, but she's going to fly out to have her surgery with me because she's been following me and saw the show and feels like she knows me already. And we have that connection before we even meet. So, you know, I think it's that what you said, you know, it's about sharing your story, being consistent with your brand, not faltering, you know, for a little bit of money um, and, and just sort of doing what you know is right and is going to give great outcomes, you know, every single time. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I mean, it, it, it's so important when you talked about before consistency that, you know, again, you're, 
you're, it's like you, you have all this content for all these different businesses and all these different areas of value that you provide people, again, with the exit strategy, which is great. But they also get get to see, you know, the, you know, who you are as a person. It's, you know, that, you know, you're, you're the mom, you know, you're, you know, you have a life outside of, of what you do and all these things so that, you know, they could see that, you know, you're a real person. And, and I think yeah, that's and so I mean, important. I've had patients come in and they're just like, you know what, I wanted you to do my surgery because I just want to hang out with you. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Well, I mean, that is so important. And, and, and in terms of like, if you were, if somebody's hearing, they're hearing what you've done and, you know, some people may have be at various levels. Some people may have, you know, uh, you know, uh, budgets that they can maybe do a lot of things now if they know, have some direction to, you know, know where to go from here. Some people may not have any budgets, but what would you recommend to on whatever level people are if they're thinking about creating a, you know, some some presence or branding for, for social media growth? Well, I'll tell you, I've tried everything. <laughs> I've tried billboards, <laughs> which are very expensive, radio, expensive, but I've also done things that don't cost anything, you know, just having a social media presence, doing influencer collaborations, like, you know, doing lives, Instagram lives with people yep. that might be in another industry, but serve the same people, like a jewelry vendor in the luxury space as well. You know, just you can do collabs, you can do Instagram lives, you can do um, giveaways, which honestly for me don't work as well anymore. I'll be honest with you. I think the thing that works the best is doing uh, something with an influencer, getting someone who likes what you're doing, maybe has tried your products or services and is willing to do a live with you or is willing to post and tag you. I think that is probably the only way to grow quickly Mm. on Instagram these days. Um, The other thing to really consider right now is TikTok. You know, um, I'm still trying to kind of figure out how to, I have a a webinar I have to watch. It's in my email, uh, unopened, uh, you know, mail so I can get back to it. But a webinar on how to monetize on TikTok, Um, learning how to do that. But I think right now it's become so difficult to grow on Instagram unless you have a Netflix show or unless you have a huge influencer kind of vouching for you that a lot of people are moving to TikTok, uh, which is much easier to grow on right now. Uh, So I think that if you're just getting started out on social media, probably I would go to TikTok. Yeah, TikTok, I'll tell you, it just, you know, there's, I mean, yeah, yeah, there's sometimes certain things, you know, but they have, now there's, there's a little bit of everything for everyone. So like, just like you said, you know, you can pick, you know, you can pick the types of content that you want to, uh, you know, you want to embrace and connect with. So, uh, you know, I agree. Yeah. I've seen some, some people, you know, really generate, you know, a lot of, a lot of money for their businesses from TikTok, even though TikTok's only been around for a short period of time and, and what yeah. they've and done I mean, in the that period the other thing too, the point I want to come out with, with uh, social media is I'm psycho about my social media. Like many people, you know, in my industry, especially people that maybe are older and are kind of mad about my quick success, uh, they'll be like, oh, yeah, if it wasn't for Instagram, she wouldn't, you know, be the success that she is. Or, or like, oh, she wears dresses on Instagram. That's unfair tactics. I mean, I've had people in boardrooms sit there and be like, yeah, Dr. Nazarian's using unfair tactics. I'm like, me in a dress is an unfair tactic. Okay. So, um, you know, I think that you just got to do you. You got to share 
what it is that makes you different, who you are, um, and really be psycho about the work that goes into that. I, you know, I have a planner that I buy on Black Friday every year for the next year, <laughs> 30% off, one of these like executive planners. And every morning, I journal wh- where my followers are at. If I did a collaboration with an uh, influencer, I will jot that and see what the growth was the next day from that yeah. influencer. So I put in a lot, a lot of work. You know, I'm not into stocks. I'm not into, uh, you know, other things. But, you know, in between cases, when I have a minute, I'm posting. I'm tracking what I'm doing. And I'm crazy about data, too. Everything I invest in, whether it's my time or finances, I am tracking the ROI on every single thing. And I track reports monthly, quarterly, yearly, compared to the year before, because things change. You have to have, it's not like, okay, Instagram's it, and then you just close your eyes. You know, you got to spend time really looking at the landscape and, you know, saying, oh, this TikTok thing's kind of, you know, coming around the corner. I should get on that too, even though it's more work. But Facebook's kind of phasing out, maybe except for those little small groups that are still effective. So maybe I, I put less time into Facebook in general and just shift to TikTok. So I think, you know, putting in that time also to, to look out and say, okay, where's the landscape shifting to? And I have to move along with it. Yeah. Well, like you said, you, 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 you've, you track it. You know, a lot of people probably mm-hmm. don't do that. And, you know, again, they're, they're thinking that maybe perhaps it's working and it's always good to be consistent like we talked about, but, but it, but if it's not, if it's not leading to, higher connections and potentially more business than, than from a business perspective, you got to look at that. And like you said, and you were able to see that, Hey, maybe I have to shift from what I'm seeing here to TikTok Cause I'm seeing, you know, more connection, more engagement there. And we're starting to see, you know, uh, you know, a, a climb in our business as a result of that. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, especially if you're investing financially, like I'll tell you, billboards and radio were negative ROI for me, but they branded the crap out of me. Everyone knew my name when I, when I did that. You know, one of my employees went to Ralph's to get me a birthday cake and she wanted her to write on it, you know, happy birthday, Dr. Nazarian. And the, and the lady at Ralph's was like, oh, that's the lady on the billboards. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> nothing will brand you quicker in your area. Uh, but you will never see that money back uh, in a ROI aspect. No, yeah, in exactly. my opinion. Well, it's definitely you know, like I said, things have changed. You I mean you know, it used to be back you know, twenty years ago or you know less. Well, like in the you know early two thousand era, you know, it was the digital banner, the ads. You know, oh, you gotta have a you gotta have right. a digital banner. You know, and nowadays, I don't think anybody pays attention to those things. You know, I, I just know. I know I don't. But but I nonetheless, know. you, you got to get creative uh, with that. So, no, that's great. And I and I think you really explained that, you know, again, it's you could start off on a shoestring and, and, you know, just build that connection. And then eventually, you know, if you have the means to do it, you know, you know, putting some uh, some money in to, you know, you know, to, you know, increase that muscle to to really boost you in terms of that visibility. So, yeah, no, it's so important. What would be some other Oh, and the other, other thing, thing, too, I want oh, to ahead. tell you, Chris, sorry to cut you off. The other thing that's so no. important, too, is you guys do not go advertise if everything else is not in place. You know, I always, um, I'm, I always use a Shabbat table analogy. Don't invite people over for Shabbat if you don't know how to cook. Your kids' Legos all over the floors, and your planners are just full of dirt and no flowers outside. You need to build the home first. 
then go advertise. And that's the mistake I see all the time. I see people doing billboards and their website's crap. You know, their office looks crappy. They don't have the right employees answering the phones. Work on the internal stuff. Then when you're ready to invite people over, then go out there and advertise. I see that mistake a lot. Yeah. No, it's so true. That's so true. Like I said, I I remember I've had some people where they'd be like, yeah, I just bought a funnel. Oh, great. You know, you spent all this money in a funnel. Well, what are you going to do with it? Well, I'm not sure yet, but I, they told me I can make a lot of money. Well, you should have, you got to, you got to figure out what you need to do, what you're doing first before you, you exactly. even consider a funnel. <laughs> Exactly. And that's the same thing with Instagram, too. Don't go, you know, spending a lot of money on Instagram advertising and doing the influencer collabs if your Instagram page just is not aesthetic. You need, and I'll tell you, every time I do an influencer collab, in the two weeks leading up to that collaboration, I will actually shift what we're posting so that I know when we do that big collaboration, when those people come to my page, they're going to find exactly what they're looking for and they're going to stick. So it's about making every aspect of your business sticky. Well, you made you made a great point there. That is that stickability, right? And they got to give them a reason, you know, where they they're coming back. You know, they're 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 making it's a it's a mental note that they're coming back to en- engage your content. In this case, you have multiple mm-hmm. channels, so it depends on you know what what channel they're going to that they've connected with. But even if you're starting off with one, that you're giving them a reason to come back each day, uh, you know, to Gary, because those are the people that are going to share, you know, and then if they, if they're right, if they're like-minded, they're going to share with like-minded people. Exactly. No, that's awesome. Well, we got about like less than almost like a minute, about a minute left. So I figured, you know, I want to wait till the third segment to chat about uh, some other things. So it just in closing into for this segment, you know, what would be like, you know, in terms of influencers, is there like a strategy you could discuss briefly and, you know, here in a minute, um, you know, that, that people could look to to see what would work? Yeah, I mean, if an influencer reaches out to you, like for me, I get influencers all the time reaching out to me being like, hey, do you want to collab for like fillers? I'll post for you and then I'll look at their page and they're basically a naked girl. And I know everyone following them is going to be a teenage boy. That's not yes. my demographic, so I'm not going to, you know, do a collaboration with that person because that's not the audience I'm going for. But if it's someone, you know, who's like maybe a mom in the, you know, luxury fashion space, that works for me. So that's somebody. So I always say, you know, look for like-minded people. Not every person with a million followers is going to be a good fit. Um, that's number one. Number two, if you do get a big influencer coming into your office, do not mention a collaboration. Let them bring it up. You just mm. give them the price of what it's going to cost. If they want to pay, they pay. Do not do not be the first person to bring up collaboration. It turns them off, mm. and they will walk out. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Great advice. So, again, those that are listening, please take note. And, again, you, you can listen to uh, this segment, including the entire show, later today on demand. We have to go to break, but we got more to come from Dr. Sheila Nazarian. Again, we we are just hitting the tip of the iceberg on this stuff. Again, we're going to be sharing some great uh, insight from her here coming back in the third segment. And we got to go to break, but we'll be right back. What is balance? 
It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success. If you're just joining us, uh, we're here with Dr. Sheila Nazarian. Our show is being brought to you today again by Empowered Fathers in Action or EFA Movement. They are a 501c3 organization dedicated to helping families shift from codependent to interdependent behaviors as well as communication and helping them to be a, a role model for their children to grow into uh, adults with higher levels of self-confidence and self-esteem to become future leaders in their homes, communities, and businesses. So, Dr. Sheila, we were talking about social media growth uh, in the second segment. And as you, you know, you are an influencer. I'm an influencer. We've worked with a lot of other different influencers. With that, there's always going to be sometimes we're going to have haters, but how, Talk about how those haters sometimes can work to our advantage where they become haters to motivators for us. Uh, yeah, so this is actually like, you know, one of the talks I'll be giving at Think Big uh, in January. Uh, this is the topic, but I just want to give a little backstory. So, you know, being a Persian girl, Middle Eastern, you know, I've always kind of been like wanting to be patted on the head and told, oh, you're such a good girl. We love you so much. And so when I was really just being authentic to me and I was getting so much backlash, whether it was from colleagues that were just jealous and they were like, who's this bitch <laughs> <You know? laughs> coming out of residency and thinking she can take our, our clients away from us. Um, you know, I, I was just, I didn't understand that I was getting so much hate from people I'd never even met who were like colleagues, you know, and I just, I just didn't get it. And I, and I tried to maybe a little bit hide myself, like dim my shine a bit because I really, you know, three years out of residency still, was wanting the approval of others. And then I kind of had an aha moment where, you know, my husband, who's 10 years older, he's a neurosurgeon. He was like, why do you care so much what they think? Like, they want to see you fail. They'd rather see you fail than succeed. And you are caring what they think. Why? And I was just like, oh, my God, it's so true. Why am I putting energy into these people who would rather see me fail than succeed? I should only care about the opinion of people who actually want to see me succeed. Um, and 
that was one, one aspect of kind of dealing with the haters. The other aspect of it, you know, you talked about core values is you really have to be driven by your core values and know your purpose and know why you're doing this. And if people, you know, are naysayers or negative, your core values and purpose have to be so clear in your mind that you almost can withstand the storm until the storm blows over. And for me, it was, you know, storm, 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 storm all my life from people being like, why do you want to, you know, be a plastic surgeon? You're just going to have to quit when you have kids. Or, you know, if you're a doctor and your husband's a doctor, who feeds your kids? You know, like just things like that all my life to, you know, hating on social media of what I am doing, whether, you know, I'm showing my life or showing my kids or showing my car or showing vacation or whatever it is, just hate all along. I found that once you hit a pinnacle, which for me was the Netflix show, it all turns into love. (laughs) So it's kind of like, (laughs) you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. Oh, you made it. Good job. I want my daughter to be just like you, (laughs) you know? So I think you have to have such a strong purpose and core value and sort of that belief in yourself and your mission that you can kind of withstand that storm until it blows over and then really have clarity about who you care about, whose opinion you care about, and whose you don't care about and sort of, you know, saying, okay, well, if my kids are proud of me, my dad's proud of me, my husband's proud of me, and they believe in me, that's all I need, you know? So I think, I think that's the first part of it. Um, and then you have to understand why, you know, haters kind of hate. Either they don't agree with your core values, um, meaning they're probably not a nice person <laughs> because your core values, yeah. I'm going to assume, are grounded in goodness. Or, you know, they're projecting their insecurities and failures on you. So let's say they tried to do the same thing and failed, and now they're seeing you succeed. Well, they're just, you know, they're jealous or it hurts them. And so, you know, whenever somebody, like I had somebody comment on my Instagram, you're just a middle-aged woman. Like, why do you call yourself the model surgeon? You know, you're just, you're not a model, you know, or whatever. And so I just replied back, God bless you. Thank you so much. I'd kind of fallen off my exercise routine. And that comment was all the motivation I needed right now. And he deleted the comment. (laughs) So, you know, I think it's just having that level of belief in yourself so hardcore that you almost, you know, aren't shaken by these little things from people who are just jealous or projecting their insecurities on you. And then the other thing, too, is, you know, if you start getting a hate, use that as validation. You know, that just means that you're doing something right. No one who's in the spotlight or is a pioneer or is achieving some level of, you know, meaningful success, you're going to get hate. So I think, you know, that's one thing to sort of pat yourself on the back for. And also, you know, sometimes a little bit of criticism is good. You know, I always think like, I'm sure like these big companies are paying for focus groups to tell them how they can be better. If something is real, like it was a customer service issue or something like that, I use it. I say, thank you. I'm going to go make that better. I, that's like free feedback. I'll take it. You know, so it's not always saying like, believe in yourself and don't listen to what anybody says about you. Listen to it. If it's not true, you know, let it go. And if it is true, make yourself better. So I think that it comes from, you know, being kind of grounded and humble, believing in yourself, being open to criticism, but not letting it rule your life. 
Um, and sometimes you'll get, you know, the, the hardest part for me was direct hate. Like one time I got off of a podium at a conference and, you know, people come up to you after you give a talk and they ask you questions. And then I was walking, you know, after I'd answered, you know, a little group of people that had walked up, I was walking back to get my stuff and somebody's like, yeah, I don't know why they asked you to speak. And I always like to answer those either with, you know, can you say that again a little bit louder? Because <laughs> when you ask them to do that, they listen to themselves speak and they won't say it again. They're like, oh. And, or I answer with a question. And on, in this occasion, I said, you know, who should they have speak? You? You know? So I think answering these questions with a question or if it's a poorly stated comment, asking them to repeat it a little bit louder are really good tactics yeah. for direct hate. Um, and then I think as a life skill, you know, just learning how to control your anger and not getting stuck in the negativity. I think when I first started out, if I got a one-star Yelp review, I would get like red in the face and my heart would start beating faster. And, you know, I would just really be affected by it for days. Now when I get a one-star review, I'm like, wee, okay, fun. And then I get to respond and be like, you know, I either use it to show my professionalism um, and just, you know, point out, not directly, but in such a way being so classy that it just makes that comment, the person who made the comment, look really bad. <laughs> um, or, you know, using it as a way to own up and being like, thank you for the comment. We're going to use that to make our, our customer experience better. You know, whatever it is, I don't get stuck in, in negative comments anymore or in, you know, ne like rejections from people online. And that's a life skill. Yeah, so it's that's so kind true. of, you know, yeah, that's kind of like how I've evolved. And trust me, I was the complete opposite in the beginning. <laughs> I, I can but relate to that because I was the same grow. way I can relate to it. It, it was it was definitely uh, an evolving process. But when you get to that and you look back and you're like, God, you know what? What a big difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think we. You know, it's not something that you it happens overnight, but as you grow and succeed and really see what you're doing on it. Oh, and the other thing, too, that I don't think I do and probably we all don't do, you know, in my job as a plastic surgeon, the expectation is perfection. So when someone's like, oh, I'm so happy, I, I used to just not, I'd be like, that's my job. I wouldn't like pat myself on the back, you know, now when someone says, oh my God, I'm so happy you changed my life or I can do this and I feel confident or I couldn't do that before, I will take a moment and just take a deep breath and breathe that compliment in because we need to make those deposits yeah. because then if you make all those positive, because you know, 99% of comments coming to you are positive. It's that one comment that's negative. You yep. need to take all those positive comments in just like a bank. So that when somebody, you know, hits you with a negative comment, you got so much positive reserve, <laughs> that thing doesn't even affect you. It, it just neutralizes it. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, it, it's so true. And I love, I love all the points that you talked about because a lot of times, you know, in hindsight, I've looked back and, you know, in those negative situations and how it actually helped me, you know, in the long run. And, and you illustrated it so well. And giving uh, the audience some tips if that has happened to them or perhaps may happen in the future, you know, what are the, some of the things that they can do to, you know, use that to their advantage? So I think it's great. Yeah. And I mean, along the same lines, too, just, you know, you need to 
celebrate those small victories, you know, whether it's reaching 10,000 followers or whether it's, I find that me, myself, it was all always about grow, 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 bigger, 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 bigger. Even if I killed a goal, I just set another goal, which is what you should do, but don't forget to celebrate that goal. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a a very American thing. It's like, okay, on to the next goal and the next goal. Don't forget to sit back once in a while, not like a, you know, pompous bragging way, but just pat yourself on the back and say, look at what I built. And how am I going to enjoy this? You know, in closing, like I know we're getting to the end. I just feel like every financial and time investment I make right now, I'm asking myself, how will this improve my quality of life? So just because I can afford to get a small shopping mall, I can just imagine the tenants being like, the pipe broke, the this happened, the that happened. I'm not going to invest in a shopping mall. I'd rather invest in a vacation home. Yes. Yes. So it's really just, and that happened with the pandemic. Before that, I was yep. like, build, 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 bigger, bigger, bigger. No, some all valuable points. And, you know, Dr. Sheila, I can't thank you enough. You have shared so much valuable insight uh, today to uh, us all in the audience in terms of think big, you know, think big. What does that mean to you? How can people that are listening here or that will be listening later, you know, get in touch with you, learn more about you or anything that you'd like to provide them? I think the easiest way is just uh, my main page on Instagram is uh, Dr. Sheila Nazarian or you know Dr. Sheila Nazarian. Um, through the link in the bio, I have a link tree with all of my other Instagrams and YouTube channel and website and all of that stuff. So just on Instagram, Dr. Sheila Nazarian. Great. Well, we highly encourage everyone that is listening or will be listening, uh, you know, later to get in, you know, reach out, connect with her follow her, take some notes and how you could apply that to you and what you're trying to accomplish and so forth. And again, um, anything about the, you know, the Think Big, um, you, you mentioned in January, anything you'd like to share with them? Because we do have some people here that may love to find out more information about that real quick, if you'd like to share. Yeah, the, uh, the website is NazarianInstitute.org. On Instagram, it's Think Big. And we actually incorporated some Friday workshops this year that we, you will have one-on-one access with the instructors. And we have about eight uh, optional workshops. So if you are looking to, you know, build your brand, do um, ROI on social media, be camera ready when those interview opportunities come or to be better on Instagram on video, there is right. um, all sorts of different uh, you know, ways that you can engage and that'll be in January and also on demand all year. Great. Well, absolutely. Everyone take advantage, take a look at that, visit the website and get some information. And I would highly encourage those to check that out. It is definitely a big thing that could help make a difference in your business, in your brand, in terms of innovation and growth. Again, thank you, Dr. Sheila, for joining us. And thank you, guests, each and every week joining us here, the Sustainable Success Way. The show would not be where it is today without you and coming back each and every week to listen to our great guests sharing their words of wisdom and insights to help you and your business scale to the next level. Till then, we will be back next Thursday, uh, December 17th. We wish everyone a happy and prosperous rest of your week. And until then, have a great day, and we'll talk to you next Thursday.
Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.